0: Hello and welcome to beauty guides podcast. You can find us at beauty guides podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We are two beauty industry professionals discussing makeup, skincare and sometimes even self care. My name is Kelsey. I'm a licensed esthetician and educator. You can find me on Instagram at Kelsey's Aesthetics.
1: I'm Lauren. I'm a licensed cosmetologist and a freelance hair and makeup artist. You can find me on Instagram at Charleston Glam. Today's topic is eyebrows. Okay, so Kelsey, what are you currently watching right now?
0: Okay, so I watched The Girl in the Basement on Lifetime, and oh, my God. So it's based on a true story. A guy locked his daughter in the basement for 24 years and had seven children with her, while his wife and other daughter are upstairs the entire time and had no idea. It, it, it was Lifetime, but it was still really hard to watch. The true story happened in the 80s in Germany. It, it was intense.
1: Yes. Okay. So I was actually just noting that I listened to a podcast this week on um, Colleen Stan, mm-hmm. who is another person I think that was put in a box. So these are two different stories. Okay. Then. So there's more stories than we think about women that are like being taken and kidnapped and put in boxes oh, and spend years there. Yeah. Oh God.
0: It's so awful. Yeah. I I don't really mind true crime stuff, and Girl in the Basement was really hard to watch. So I I don't recommend I mean unless you want to torment yourself I don't recommend it
1: so what was the podcast that you listened to yeah so I listened to morbid have you heard of that one no
0: I want to check it out now
1: you totally should um their names are Elena and Ash and one's actually a hairstylist so that's funny and Mm. I think her the other girl is her cousin and um she works in a mortuary is that what it's called where Uh, yeah yeah I I know what you're service people that have passed yeah. yeah and um yeah. And I always feel like with their podcast, they dig really into the facts and they do a lot of research. So I also like True Crime Obsessed, which is more like comedy, just mm-hmm. having fun. And this is the one where like after I've done an episode, I'm a little messed up over it, but I've learned a lot. <laughs>
0: right. So it's one you have to be in the right mindset before.
1: Yeah. But yeah. you can get if you really are a true crime lover and you like the facts, like it's, it's a really good one to listen to. Yeah. And they're really respectful about the way they tell the stories, you know, and make sure that
0: They're not, you know,
1: putting any blame or glorifying any Mm -hmm. weird behavior, which sometimes can happen in the true crime community.
0: Yeah, I think like my mom doesn't understand why I like true crime and I want to hear these stories. But to me, it's like honoring the person who went through this and that has passed. Like I, I want to know their story. Their story needs to be told.
1: So and then, Exactly. Yeah. So often we like focus on the person that did it. And mm-hmm. I think that the victims need their stories as well. Yeah. But you're right. There's like some weird fetish things that happen in the true crime community where we're mm-hmm. like some women are oddly obsessed with serial killers. I'm not right. one of those people. Like, yeah. That's um, not why I like it.
0: Who is it? Ted Bundy. Didn't all the women like Ted Bundy? Um, yes. Yeah. Ugh.
1: And, uh, and then, Charles- What was that one um, with Stephen Avery, um, how to catch a how to Oh, I can't remember. But anyway, this dude was married like three or four times in jail, just from people like like women that like write to him and then want to marry him. And I'm just like, that's so. I am judging you. I do try not you, to judge people. I'm you, judging these people.
0: <laughs> do you think he was on the um, the dating site that they use for love after lockup? And that's how oh, he probably. <laughs> Yeah, we know
1: all about that system.
0: (laughs) Um, I started a new podcast. It's called No Fucks Given. And Uh it's by the lady who wrote the simple art of not giving a fuck. I believe I remember that book. Yes. Um, so she reminds me a lot of myself because she was in corporate America working herself to death and she suffered from a lot of anxiety about her job and put a lot of pressure on herself about her job and um, getting a lot of her self-worth from her job and finally decided to take a step back and um she ended up moving to Dominican Republic but just evaluating Mm. why she was giving that's
1: like how Stella got her groove back right she
0: she was evaluating why she gave like so many fucks about her job (laughs) that did not give a fuck about her basically yeah and I and I feel like I can relate to that I always have to try and like with certain jobs remind myself like this is just a job these this company does not care about me I am replaceable I'm not going to kill myself for them
1: well, it's good to remind yourself of that because I feel like I also have seen so many people that are just slave to their job and that's mm-hmm. exactly what they take their identity from. And I'm like, there's so much more to life. Or people that when you talk to them, they want to brag about working like 70 hours a week. And I'm like, for what? And why are you bragging? <laughs> God, right? I, I only want to brag if I'm sleeping 70 hours a week. That exactly. <laughs> and then still got paid. Yeah. I feel like, yo, guys, I'm like sleeping and getting paid.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, are you, what have you been watching?
1: Yeah, so I finished WandaVision. Don't spoil Love. I haven't finished I- it. Don't spoil it. Okay, okay, Oh. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I'm going to say, I don't understand why anyone had anything negative to say about mm-hmm. this show. Um, I thought it was beautiful, that it was a really good story about love and grief, the mm-hmm. costumes were amazing, and I can't say the last part that I was really excited about, because you can't have spoilers. Well, I um,
0: think I only <laughs> have one episode left, so that's it.
1: Oh, you've already seen that son. There's witchcraft yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so I just was really excited about it. I was like, this, this show has everything in it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, and um, I really want Trevor and I to be Wanda and Vision for Halloween because I'd love to do prosthetics on him, and I think I'd want to be um, Scarlet Witch Wanda. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So my husband is a very big Avengers fan, so I've seen – like we would go to the opening nights of all the Avengers movies and everything like that, and I always really enjoyed her character.
1: You're so nice because my boyfriend's really into Avengers, and I made him go to the movies by himself to see it. <laughs>
0: oh, the Avengers are fun though. They, Paul I, Rudd. Paul Rudd's fun. And... Oh,
1: i it. I like really don't know anything about oh, it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd's in it, and oh my god, whose name I can't think of from Guardians of the Galaxy and Parks and Recreation. Who was married to Anna Faris? Oh my god, what is his mm-hmm. name? Yes, know, yes, yes. You know who I'm talking about. He's in it. Um, great. Yeah, no, the Avengers are really now, fun.
1: Nagger, yes, and yeah, yes, Catherine, yes, okay, yep. Still yeah, can't remember his name, but we know all of his lovers.
0: Yes, Avengers <laughs> super fun. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is great. Have you seen Guardians? Any the Guardians of the Galaxy movies? I haven't. No. Nope. Oh, you would love it's because it's all music. It's about like like good eighties music. You would love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you and Trevor should watch Guardians of the Galaxy. You'll love it.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I will definitely put that on the list. Um, other things that I've been watching is I actually watched a few really good makeup tutorials this mm. week. Yeah. The one that I watched was by Ray Morris on contouring the whole face, even the eyes. That was really helpful. Um, I watched a Painted by Spencer. Do you ever watch him? Mm-mm, never heard. Well, you should definitely check him out. So I will say he's a professional makeup artist. He mm-hmm. His face is always like done to the gods. And he uses a lot of makeup in his work, but he's a professional and knows how to do it. So these transformations are really cool. Um, but he did a like soft um, bombshell glam on somebody. And then I also tuned in for a live from Anastasia Beverly Hills, one of her educators who showed how to use her new um, brow wax product. So that was really interesting as well.
0: Oh, you'll have to tell us um about. That when we get to brow wax,
1: Queen. So, are you <laughs>
0: doing anything new in your beauty in this? Butine, Um, Your (laughs) Boutine. My my (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I started incorporating my Isle of Paradise self-tanning drops. These are liquid self-tanner drops that you can add to any moisturizer. So I just add like a few drops to my moisturizer for my face, neck, and decollete. Um, I find when my skin has a little color to it, my hyperpigmentation is a little less apparent. Um, And what's nice about these tanning drops is they come in three different colors. So I use the light color. Um, yes. Yeah. And so they also have like a medium and a deep.
1: So that's nice. Um. And
0: no, no orange, no orange. Coloring. Yes. Yes.
1: I was going to say I'm ready to spend all of my money on their products. When I saw that you were using them, I hit up their website and it mm-hmm. looked awesome. I also bringing back to that Ray Morris contouring video. Um, she was saying that when you're contouring, you really need to use an ashy color because really you're just trying to make shadows on the face. And I was like kind of beating myself up because I'm like, man, I really like straight away from uses a- using ashy colors and then I was like I can't in the south everyone is going to the tanning bed Mm -hmm. (laughs) going to get a spray tan or at the beach and like if I use anything other than like bronzy bronze bronze I'm in trouble so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I've even like I had to reach out to a friend this week because um I had a there's a certain um, tan drop that you can put in foundation that will match it better to like a um what's it called sunless tanning spray tan a spray tan color it's really hard to match foundation to that well, yeah, it, cuz it's not a real color. Exactly, and there's no foundation in that color and nobody really understands that that's a big struggle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I really think that this summer, that I really I want to venture like into learning more about body makeup. Um, I think it's a great way to spruce up your look and add drama, especially around the décolleté area. I read once that um, Ariana on Vanderpump Rules she always used that Sally Hansen airbrush legs mm. on her body, and it like hides any cellulite. And you know, as we get older, we get like some veins, places, mm. and stuff like that. So I think I might learn a little bit more about it and then of course Fenty just came out with some like body colors so why not
0: I saw Scott Barnes talked about what he uses for um, photo shoots I think he was on Tati's channel on YouTube yes. but he uses that the Neutrogena aerosol can of spray sunscreen on the mm-hmm. décolleté because it gives yep. like the dewiest look. And I was like, I'm okay with you promoting sunscreen if it'll get people to wear sunscreen. Oh, heck yeah. But yeah.
1: basically everybody that you're seeing in Hollywood, like don't beat yourself up about your age. Like when they are going out for red carpet or when they are on the big screen, like they are wearing some type of body makeup mm-hmm. all over them just to make it perfect. It's not you. It's just you got to put a little more work in. On the topic of body makeup, I wanted to talk
0: about um, Fenty because I remember when Rihanna came out with her body lava a couple of years ago. And yes. she says when she was on vacation, she could never find that product. So she would crush up highlighter and mix it with oil and tanning oil and apply it onto yeah. herself to get that look. And I was like, see, this is, these are why her products are so good
1: because yeah. there's
0: actual thought behind it.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And they all like serve an actual purpose to mm-hmm. what they're doing, which is so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she has um, new body colors coming out. I can't remember the name, but I was like, okay, this is a good time to learn more about that. And I know anything that I buy from her, it's been pretty decent quality. So can't my, complain.
0: My fear with body makeup is always just transfer, transfer on clothing and if I sit down or anything like that. So you'll have to experiment around with body makeup and give us some feedback.
1: I'm with you and that's why I haven't used it in the past because we did grow up at the time where like sunless tanner was just coming out and Mm -hmm. the horror stories that we could probably tell. Mm -hmm. um, I've even gotten away from using sunless tanner, especially living in the south because it's so hot that there is a transfer. But they did a video on um, Rihanna's Instagram the other day and it was the new product that was out and they actually like poured water on it and everything and it was not coming off. Oh, awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah, Of
1: Of course she would come out with the best one. Exactly. Yeah. I love everything about her. (laughs) Definitely. So any repurchases or new purchases?
0: Yeah. So I purchased the new bath and body oil by Hua and Salt. So I messaged her um, because I, A, I wanted to tell her, you know, the product's awesome or whatever. Um, But I was like, can you tell me how you pronounce your name? So it is actually, um, it is a Chinese word. So actually, I'm wondering if maybe Mandarin is the correct terminology. Um, Mm -hmm. And it means like beauty. And so she sent me this video of the pronunciation um so the i posted a picture of the bath and body oil it is beautiful of course oh, it's in this gorgeous! beautiful bottle with flowers in it mine specifically is geranium Um, and it's in a grapeseed oil base, so you can add it to your bath. You can put a couple drops just on the skin. You can kind of do whatever you want with it. I've added it to my bath, and I've added it to my skin after the bath and shower. Um, Plus, it's one of those beautiful pieces that um, looks really nice in your bathroom,
1: too. Oh, yes. I love that. They really are so pretty, and that was so nice of her to shout us out on the gram. Mm -hmm. I definitely see a relationship forming with us, and yeah. Yeah. We would. I mean, yeah. as
0: long as these products keep being beautiful, I will keep spending my money on them because now I kind of want all of the body oils.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I definitely want to have another bath. I I got out of a bath the other day and Trevor was like, was there flowers in it? And I'm like, no, because I have to order a new one. And I was like, and you should buy it for me. (laughs) I am always just testing the water, seeing what I can get him to buy me. We're totally one of those couples that like split everything evenly. Mm -hmm. And then every time I think he's going to say no, he's like, okay, where is it? Just send it to me. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so nice. I love you.
0: (laughs) You don't have to buy it for me. I'll buy it for myself. (laughs) Um, something else I bought, which is not actually a beauty purchase, but it's a self care purchase. Well, kind of a beauty purchase. So I have been tearing up my fingernails in my cuticles just with, the
1: same thing. yeah, just
0: anxious picking at them. I used to get my nails done. Um, because as an esthetician, you're kind of supposed to have these very manicured hands. Um, but just with the pandemic and everything, that's just like one of the things I cut out. So I pick at my cuticles constantly and I'm getting to the point well, where I'm they're, doing it right now. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm doing it. Yeah. I yeah. Well, I'm getting to the point where they, like the other day, one of them was very swollen. Like my whole fingertip was swollen and like they're bleeding and they, it's just not a, not a good look for anybody. So in an effort to combat that I was reading about fidget spinners and then I saw that they make something called a spinner ring so it's just a oh. ring you wear on your finger but it it has a part to it that you can just kind of spin with another finger or your thumb or something like that. So I've been doing that. And it's so nice because it just looks like a ring. Like it's super discreet. I bought it. Oh, you would like this. I bought it in rose gold. I was going to say,
1: I'm just going to need you to send this and link it to me (laughs) because I need this in my life.
0: Well, there's so many. So originally I searched it on Amazon and then I was like, okay, no, don't do Amazon. So then I went on to Etsy and I bought one off Etsy, but I don't think it's a I think it's just a person who sells things on Etsy. I don't think it's like a homemade small business, okay. if, if that makes sense, or else I would yep. shout them out. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, the amount of spinner rings that they make, I mean, some of them are huge, some of them are small, they're metal, They're they're, I mean, there's really cool designs with them. So it's been super helpful for me.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to learn more about that. And how brilliant. That would be really nice to stop picking my fingers so much. I try to do it. But you know, that stuff's like really deep in your mind. <laughs> Just like habits that we have. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's 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 been super helpful. And um, I noticed myself doing it and not picking at my nails now. So
1: I recommend it to everybody if you're struggling with that. Cool. I'm going to check it out. Well, I don't think we have any pop culture news this week, but I do want to say that Meghan Markle's look is always on point, and Mm -hmm. she had her big interview with Oprah this week. And here are my notes. I love how they went for a heavy eyeliner and smoked out eye. Um, Some say that was an ode to Diana, who always loved a black-rimmed eye. And um, her freckles were showing Mm -hmm. through the sheer coverage. That was so beautiful. And brows on fleek. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved her glowy peach cheeks, the nude lip, and the heavy-lined eye is a vibe. Love the face-framing pieces coming down in the front. And her makeup artist is named Daniel Martin. You can find him on Instagram, at Daniel Martin. So he, he is her makeup artist, and he did her makeup for this interview? He did, yeah. Yeah,
0: it, it was spot on. I feel like she is always just perfection. Always, yeah. always. And the
1: thing is, she's never doing anything over the top. At and all. she's At all. No. And she's always sticking to, like, what is good about her face. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mm-hmm. never trying to do, like, some big crazy lash. She's never mm-hmm. – and this is no shade to, like, people wearing colored contacts. I love to change up my look too. But you know what I mean? She's never trying to look something different than she is. And it's just so it, beautiful it the really time. It really is
0: that, like, soft glam like mm-hmm. and and it's done so well on her and so sh- great job to him I'm going to look him up because she yes. she always just looks even on her wedding day just and even like oh. really bad supposed to be unflattering paparazzi pictures of her she always looks good always
1: yeah she's just gorgeous
0: um so we're gonna talk about brows today.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let's get into brows. Um, Kelsey worked for Benefit for a few years. Uh, I took a course from an educator for Anastasia Beverly Hills. Uh, these are the two biggest leaders in brow culture. So <laughs> I'd say we humbly can say we're on the expert side of this topic. No biggie. Um, Kelsey, let's get into some stuff you want to talk about.
0: Yeah, sure. So I worked as a arch expert for Benefit. So this was my first job using my esthetician's license. Um, prior to this, I had only waxed brows in school and accidentally waxed off half my own eyebrow. So um, (laughs) that's beauty school for you. So (laughs) um, Benefit taught me brow mapping, which is using the symmetry of the face to determine the brow shape and physically drawing it out on the face. So Lauren posted a video of finding the three points of your brow and her filling out her brow. This is that, but taken a little bit deeper. This is drawing out what the hair that you're going to remove on the brow. So um, it helped me a lot with providing brow services um, because I learned the importance of getting confirmation from the client before you remove any hair. Um, And I I wish everyone did this in waxing services because you don't know how many times people are like, oh, they took off too much or they did it too short or everything like that. But when you physically draw something out and you show the client and they can say, actually, I want more of my tail left or things like that, it just benefits everybody.
1: Yeah, I also like how they map it too because mm-hmm. it kind of lets people see the shape that they um just should mm-hmm. have. I'm thinking more clients with like lighter hair, but the way that you map it out, you can stay like even if you're coloring in your brows like Mm -hmm. this will be the shape of it
0: yeah and with clients with lighter hair when I would map out their brow I would go ahead and fill in the brows where I would be leaving it so even though the color was incorrect they could still see that shape and what the end product was going to look like and that was super helpful for them as well that's cool Um, What I learned is that some people are so freaking picky about their brows and will scrutinize (laughs) every single hair you remove. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I learned that I cannot let the client hold the mirror while I'm working um, because, and you probably feel this too, Lauren.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, it's
0: a process. Trust the process. Yeah. I
1: don't, luckily I have to set up on location. So a lot of times there aren't like access to mirrors other than the handheld one that I have that I show them at the end. But yeah, Mm -hmm. thank goodness. I don't want anybody to see what's happening in that process. It's insane. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Now I will give the client the mirror at the end because brows are, um, they play with the light. So sometimes you can see brow hairs in certain lights and sometimes you you can see them not in other lights. Like for example, I feel like in the car
1: is. I the was going to say that's why you should always keep tweezers in, like yes. next to your car, like in the yes. little area, mm-hmm. like where the lock is. Yeah,
0: yeah, always keep tweezers there because that's that's when I do my brows. Is in the yeah. car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I liked working for Benefit, the brand. It was really fun, but I definitely got burned out. Um, I was waxing eyebrows for 40 hours a week and I just got bored. So mm. I moved away from them to working into day spas, but I'm super grateful for the training I received from Benefit because I was able to take that with me to every job since. And then now as an educator, I can really educate my students.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. So Lauren, tell me about your experience with ABH.
1: Yeah, so I took a course with an educator for ABH and it really just turned on my passion for brows. Um, I love doing people's brows and I feel really confident when working with mature clients that they're going to be really happy and shocked about the way their brows look and how much it can actually change your face. Um, So something that I thought was really cool about Anastasia is she had a makeup company um, a long time ago and it failed miserably and her first background is actually an architect. So oh. that brow mapping that I was doing in the video is the Anastasia way. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I, sometimes I like feel like I have other artists in the back of my head that it's like, why are you giving away your tips or your secrets or like things that you learn? But really, you can find that mapping anywhere. That is like your old school traditional mapping. But that's what I like about Anastasia is her architect background is she's really good about finding symmetry in the face mm-hmm. um, and basically making a really easy guideline so that every person can use it and it's universal. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, the way that we mapped out the brows in the class was starting from the nasal bone and going up. There is a reel of this on Instagram that's super easy to follow. So sometimes I'm not best with my words. That's why I made you a reel too. (laughs) Um, so you can find your arch by drawing an imaginary line from the tip of the nose through the iris of the eye. A lot of the internet information and even textbook info instructs you to make the line from the edge of the nose through the iris, but starting at the tip of the nose really makes a difference to me. I feel like it just really lifts the face up a lot more rather than dragging it a little more to the left or the right. Mm. Um, To find your tail, you should um, draw the imaginary line from the bottom of your nose past the outer corner of your eye towards the temple. The tail makes a huge difference in the way your brows appear. A lot of people lose the most hair in this area as we age or if you have lighter features. Mm -hmm. If the tail is too short, it looks off balance. And if it's too long, it does the same. Brow balance is crucial. And not in the way that you're thinking. There is a saying that brows are sisters, not twins. And there is some truth to that. So you don't have to worry about getting the brow exactly the same as the other. But if you make sure these three points match up, you're in better shape. Mm -hmm. Um, Also for those in the aging process, a really good thing to start getting in the habit is making the angle of your tail a bit straighter. We tend to want to go down to create a more dramatic arch, but really that can just cosmetically droop the look of your eye. Mm -hmm. So by going straighter, you can create more lift, not only by the direction, but by creating a tad bit more space between the brow bone and the eye. That'll give you just a little more real estate on the eye to play with eye colors and to add like a little bit more brightening.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we're seeing that that kind of lifted, straighter brow be on trend right now with the foxy eye look as well. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. And all of these things, like every trend that comes around, it's just a different brow shape and they've been around forever. So really, if you're on this planet for a while, like if you just learn a few brow things, you can just keep recycling them in your looks. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Lauren, you posted a picture of brow shapes um, throughout history, which I always think, always think is really interesting to look at how it, it always goes back and forth from very, very skinny to kind of fuller to very, very skinny to fuller. Um, some of them with more of a rounded shape, some of them with the harsh edges. It's really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's why I really don't get caught up when like Gen Z is trying to say something about a side (laughs) part because I study the history of things and I'm like, yeah, no one really tells us what's on trend. Like someone makes it up at like, you know, a higher standard in the fashion industry and then it all trickles down to us. So we're really just being controlled. Do what you want.
0: Yeah, I'm actually really (laughs) grateful that Gen Z is taking on the middle part and not liking the side part because like, thank God we're not going to be associated with them anymore. Like they were eating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they were eating Tide Pods like I don't want to be associated with that at all that is so funny and very true (laughs) so Kelsey do you want to bring us on to brow services that are available yeah definitely
0: so there's a uh, quite a few different types of brow services. Um, if you don't want, know what to do or where to go with your brows, my advice is to seek out a professional. Um, there are so many estheticians who specialize in just brows, and then that's yes, all they do. Brows have become
1: such a thing, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. I'm here for it, all the services. But remember when we just had like getting our eyebrows waxed at a nail salon for $5 that and they want to do your lip too? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, always, and now, the lip. it's yeah, you go to like actual specialists mm-hmm. for brows
0: and if you don't know of a specialist or you can't find one you can always go to Ulta because they all have that brow bar where um someone from benefit like where I was working is there and they can help you they take appointments Uh, um so if you have too much brow hair brow mapping or determining the shape of your brows are um, based on your facial features is what you want to do classic brow services include waxing tweezing trimming and threading um Lauren have you ever been threaded no, but I've always wanted to. Oh Have you been? Okay, I did it once and I cried. It was so I painful. I parted hurt so bad. Yeah, <laughs> threading is really interesting. So it's using cotton uh, cotton threads to pull the brow hair. So it's essentially like tweezing, um, which is why it's a good option for someone who maybe is not a candidate for waxing, maybe based on skin conditions or health issues. Um, but it it is an unpleasant experience I like waxing because it's kind of like one and done like it's a quick thing uh
1: threading is not (laughs) Um, yeah threading it is is worth it though I've it it produces some amazing results, but I have heard the pain is up there.
0: Well, and the reason it produces such amazing results, like especially, I think the biggest impactful videos are the ones you see on like Middle Eastern men who are getting their threaded. Yes, that's exactly, I always tell you
1: about the guy that I went to cosmetology school with that was Mm -hmm. Persian and we all had to wax him before we graduated (laughs) because we were like, it was the only example that we had, like different cultures have different hair patterns and different hair types and Mm -hmm. just, it was crazy, but he would go and get threaded a lot too. Too. Well, they can, and we had a few girls in school that could thread, which was really yeah, neat to watch, also.
0: Yeah, super cool. But the cool thing with threading is they can actually trim the brow hair as well as remove it. So it's really using one tool to do the the mapping and the shaping and everything, and that's how they're able to get these really interesting shapes, um, really like cut out clean
1: shapes on the brow. Just amazing. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, I met someone who had their eyebrows sugared. Mm-hmm. I thought this was interesting. I understand it's more natural, but I'd worry because I just feel like a sugaring wax is a bit tougher on the skin and this area is so sensitive. Yeah. Um, I've never had it done, but she did have a slight reaction on her lids from it, but the skin was not broken. Um, and I could feel that the primer didn't really want to stick to that area, which tells me that a layer of the skin was slightly taken off. Do you have any thoughts on this or have you heard more about sugaring in the brows? Sure, so that's
0: really interesting. So sugaring is using a um, sugar and water, and I, I believe there's a little bit of lemon juice um, yep. substance. It makes like a paste um, that you warm up with your hand and you do this with your hand Um, you spread it along the skin and remove it similar to like a hard wax so the benefit of this is it's said to not remove skin it only removes Mm. hair because it's not a wax and because of the temperature and things like that so that's really interesting that you could feel that she was missing skin from that area
1: yeah. And it wasn't anything super noticeable. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, me, I really care about learning a lot about like skin and aesthetics and stuff like that in my makeup artistry. So it was just something that I noticed personally, but you would never see it if you were, you know, just hanging out with her in the kitchen or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting, and I personally had never heard of someone getting their eyebrows sugared, and this person had not either. It was her first time as well, so that yeah.
0: Was just... Sugaring is primarily done on the body. I've never that's heard I've of, always yeah. heard
1: it on the legs and stuff yeah. like that, and I've seen what the paste looks like, and it, mm-hmm. it just I don't know. It just seems a little too. Yeah.
0: One of the educators I work with does sugaring and she'll bring it in every once in a while to show the students. Um, and, and she's very skilled with it. it. It definitely is a skill like waxing, though, because you're using your hand and you kind of paint it on. Mm-hmm. Um, she did it on to another educator. Um, the educator who was being waxed, she is so tough. She lets the students wax her and doesn't even flinch. And she was squeezing onto my hand like she was going through childbirth when she was oh receiving gosh. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've heard that. And that with um those and epilators I've mm-hmm. heard are just so painful. Yeah.
0: Well, epilators are essentially just giant tweezers that are Yeah, they're just out. ripping it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Gosh, could you imagine living in the 80s? Because they were hardcore. Oh, like God. if there were influencers in the 80s, they would have like the feathered bangs, a big perm, and they'd be like talking about their Epsilator ep- <laughs> ep <creator> with their <laughs> blue eyeshadow on.
0: I would live for that. <laughs> God, why are we so mean to our body hair as women
1: this is crazy. i know uh, the only i get to i'm just so comfortable like yeah. i have very light blonde hair everywhere but if my legs are hairy i'm just like whatever i i know that can be different for women with darker skin tones but like don't be ashamed yeah i don't
0: like um some people are so ashamed of their body hair and i'm like you're a mammal you're supposed to have hair. Yeah. like
1: <laughs> we're literally just animals <laughs>
0: Um, so if you are on the opposite end of the spectrum and you don't have enough brows, tinting is a really awesome option. This uses a semi-permanent tint that is made specifically for the brows and it will deepen the color. A lot of people who have blonde, peach fuzz, or even gray hair can use tint to really help improve their shape. Um, I tint my brows about every eight weeks because I prefer a darker, cool toned brown brow. Um, and it's funny cause I posted, um, a picture of Aaron and I from, it was like six years ago and that was before I started tinting my brows and you can really see, I, well, in myself, I can really see a difference in it. Um, dude,
1: yes. Eyebrows are so important. They're, mm. I always say they're the nipples of the face. <laughs> like if they're <laughs> off or look weird, it, things are different. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. It's all. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. Well, it can really just make the biggest difference as well. Just just doing tweaks on your brows. Um, so um, I tint. So I started tinting my brows when I was in beauty school. And I didn't tell um, my husband. He was my boyfriend at the time. I didn't say anything to him. Um, and it was like a very taupe, like very, very light. I made him do like the lightest thing and I only let him leave it on for like two minutes. And then he was looking at me and he was like, why do your eyes look bluer? He was like, did you do something Ooh. different? And I was like, okay, I'm sold. I'm sold. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like I just – I my tinting gets darker and darker now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to say I used to go for those taupey shades too. Mm-hmm. But I really – I'm with you. I love like – a good neutral brown Mm -hmm. or, you know, like a cool tone. But I was also going to say that these tints have come such a long way. Um, About 10 years ago, they really only had like darker vegetable dye Mm -hmm. in these kits. And around that time, I was getting my lashes tinted all the time because I worked at a salon. And speaking about your color, my lady used to tint my eyelashes um, a black color that had a blue undertone in it. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, my cousin who was a redhead went to get her lashes dyed and they talked her into getting her eyebrows dyed as well. They dyed them black, No. black. Yes. And she's a redhead. And Oh, it was, it was so bad. And all you can do is just let them grow out. Just, just,
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. That, that is crazy but that was a long
1: time ago and they didn't have as many colors as they do now yeah
0: they have I mean it's essentially like hair color and um when I'm tinting I very rarely like on a client I'll very rarely use just one color I blend colors because just like I think with hair color when you blend you get that dimension and if you look at natural brows they're not just one color they have so it kind of gives less of that flat appearance um Mm -hmm. so I'm a really big fan of blending colors.
1: Yeah, I mean, even in my own makeup artistry, I prefer to use, like, multiple colors Mm -hmm. on the brow, like if I'm using a brow powder, because you're right, brows are more than one dimension, just like your natural hair colors, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's a great way, and if you're confused about your brow color, just mix a bunch, and one of them's going to work, you know, (laughs) just (laughs) something's going to (laughs) happen. Something will work
0: eventually. Um, (laughs) So with not enough brows, this is also where semi-permanent solutions might be a good choice. So the biggest two right now are microblading and micro shading. So microblading is using individual hair strokes to draw in a brow and shading is actually more of a solid fill. So I had posted a question on Instagram um, being like, if you have brow questions, let me know. And all of them that I got were about microblading and what I think mm-hmm. about it. So um, my Microblading, I think, is fantastic if you find a good microblading artist because I've seen very good microblading and I've seen very bad microblading. Just uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I used to booth rent from a lady who um, specialized in brows and she did microblading and she had attended so many classes on brow symmetry. Um, and really studied um, face shapes and eye shapes. And this is where you see that really in-depth brow mapping with the lines all over yes, the forehead and everything. I mean, it sometimes takes them longer to map than to actually fill
1: in. Um, so, And that's how you know you're going to a professional, someone absolutely. that's going to take that time out, too, because it's a permanent thing on your mm-hmm. face. hmm yeah. So what they
0: use for microblading is um, a blade that they put a cut into the skin and then fill that cut in with ink. So this is not as deep as your traditional tattoo, which is why it's called semi-permanent. You'll get a couple years out of it. You'll probably have to go for a touch-up. Um, and you'll probably need about two sessions for this. Um, they do numb you, but it, it is painful. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, And then shading is more of that traditional tattoo where it's more of like a tattoo gun um, filling in a solid area. Um, So these are both really good options. My recommendation for you if you're considering doing this is go for a consultation and Mm -hmm. have them draw in the brow shape. Um, and see what you think because you're going to kind of go from very wimpy no brows to now you have full brows. And especially if you're someone who doesn't do anything to your brows on a daily basis, it's going to feel like a big difference.
1: That's so true. Also, um, don't get a Groupon. Oh, my, God, no. No. My boyfriend's mom texted me and was like, I saw this Groupon for microblading. Should I do it? I gave her my complete analysis and opinion. She still went for it and she cut bangs the next day. Mm -hmm. And here's, here's what's funny is she came down to visit us and even my boyfriend was like, do you know something different about my mom? Like, I feel like her eyebrows look weird. So if he noticed, you know what I mean, and she's fine now, like all's mm-hmm. good. I don't I don't even think it was I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say about it. It was a Groupon. Don't get a Groupon. Don't, Just don't get a Groupon. Yeah,
0: Groupon. They're doing Groupons because they don't have business, and if they don't have mm-hmm. business, they're not probably very good because this is a very uh, in-demand service.
1: Yeah, it's very true. And also like Groupon really doesn't help the person like Mm -hmm. submitting the Groupon. So I would just be wary of anybody that's putting that promotion out there because they're not getting much in a return for them to really care.
0: Yeah, they're not going to do their best work.
1: Yeah, I remember every time I worked in a salon and a Groupon would come out, it was like the hairstylist would be so pissed, like Mm -hmm. and not even want to like take the client. Like, sorry to like really put that out there. But like, that's real. That's what Groupon gets you. I hated Just it Just pay, the- pay full price for the mm-hmm. service that you're getting and you will get everything you want in return and more. That's all I got to say.
0: Yeah. I hated it as an esthetician because I knew I was either not getting tipped or I was getting tipped on the Groupon
1: price. So it would be like – Right. Ride. And that's the point. They don't help the actual like service provider. Like mm-hmm. you're not really getting paid, which, which is crappy. hmm
0: So another thing you can do if you don't have enough brow hair is brow growth serums. Um, The big brand that comes to mind is Rapid Brow. Um, Mm -hmm. These will work, but you have to be consistent and patient. It's just like skincare; You have to be doing it every day and you've got to give it about 8 to 12 weeks. Um, However, once you stop using these serums, the brow growth will stop. So it's not like you use it until you get to the brows that you want and then you can stop. It's it's going to be a sort of rest of your life kind of thing. Right. Um so the next brow concern would be curly brow hair. Um so some people have curly brows. So you have curly brows if you feel like your brows, if you would call them unruly. If they're kind of wiry and they stick out and they're all over the place, your brow hair is actually growing in curly. So there is something that's becoming more popular right now called brow lamination. Have you heard of this?
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Because like you're saying, I, I think so many people pretend their brows are like unruly or curly, but like no, some people that have real curl patterns mm-hmm. in their hair like legit grow really curly eyelashes and eyebrows. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see. And I just think this service is amazing. So yeah, take it away.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the brow lamination is the same concept as lash lifting. Um, it's using a perming solution to reshape the hair. Um, and in this case, it's to remove the curl and to lay the brow flat. Um, so this is going to be a painless service um I used to do lash lifting um it smells straight up like a perm like I was gonna say it has
1: to smell like perm because it's it's literally a chemical that is straightening the Mm -hmm. lash yeah straight I'm sorry not the lash the brow yeah Mm -hmm.
0: but it's straight up rotten eggs it it (laughs) takes me back to my kitchen in my childhood in the early 90s
1: Oh, Everything. my God. I've been using the Sunday Riley spot treatment, and it has sulfur in it, and mm. that's the smell it reminds me yeah. of, too. Like, yeah. it, the bad deviled eggs. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so this is... um. Essentially, the brows are brushed out and placed in the um, shape that you want them to be. So a lot of this is brushing them so they lay flat and then applying the perming solution and setting solution. Um, So then you get that sort of boy brow, fluffy brow look, um, which I actually really like that look. The Olsen twins do that look. And and I just Mm -hmm. think it's such a cool look. Um, So but this will this is not. A permanent solution as your brow hairs grow out, um, the perm will you know fall, and so this would be something you would need to get done
1: repeatedly. Yeah, cool. Um, I want to talk about some different cosmetic options you Mm -hmm. have for creating your brow at home. Um, So, the first thing we have out there is brow mascara, it looks like a tube of mascara, and you just swipe it across the brow and it deposits color. That is the reel that. Kelsey put up today if you're interested in seeing that. I know you're interested in seeing it because over 2,000 people have watched it so far. So it's kind of a big deal.
0: I have no idea uh, why. I just woke up. Lauren told me to post a video. So I swiped some brow mascara through my brows. And now we have 2,000 views on this video. I know. I
1: just kept <laughs> getting like notifications. Like this reel has gone to 500, like 1K likes. And I'm like, what's happening? This is crazy. That's so funny. It was awesome. Okay. So the next thing that we have is brow gel. This is like a clear mascara to sweep through the brows to tame them or create a bushier fuller brow. Um, a lot of times it kind of like sticks the brow hair. So it can be, I don't know the right word I'm trying to use. It's just, you know, it has a something in it that makes it a little bit stickier. Mm -hmm. Um, the pomade is a cream designed to be applied with a brush. It looks best in hair, like strokes. Anastasia Beverly Hills was the big brow pomade everybody talked about a few years ago. So that's probably one that you would know. Mm -hmm. Um, there are also brow pens, and these are felt tip liners. You use these to create hair like strokes in the brow as well. Um, there's pencils, a pencil to draw on the brows for more preci- precision, and it's good for outlining. There's also soap that you can put on the brows. So, glycerin is there to create a soap brow or a boy brow. Mm-hmm. We have waxes to tame brows. Also, good good to create a solid base and kind of brush through your brows before you even start putting color on them because it will kind of brush them up a little bit and create them a fuller look for you. Um, there's also powder. Even eyeshadow can be used as a brow powder. We have gel. Anastasia Beverly... Wait, didn't I already say gel? Yeah, I did say gel. Just repeating myself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I also want to say a big rule for picking out color m- or match it to your hair color Or ask a professional to match you. That's another Mm -hmm. option. But even – I'm a person that likes to play with my hair color a lot. So even when I've been like a redhead, I will draw my brows in more of an auburn or red color and that makes all the difference. So if you're a person that likes to change up your look, just go for the color that you have currently. If you're a person that – you know, maybe you dye your hair, look for your natural root and maybe that's the natural brow color that you want to go with. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And I'll say with these products, some of them are more user-friendly than others. I would say like the pomade, the pen, and even the pencil, um, can, it can get out of hand pretty fast.
1: So 100%, especially that pomade, mm-hmm. Ooh, that, that pomade was what was really big when the brow trends started to come out. And that's why you were seeing these very harsh, bold, very outlined out eyebrows. Mm-hmm. That was pomade. That was
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the most user friendly are the brow mascaras uh, or tinted yep. brow gels. Um, just gels, or even using powder um, and just lightly filling in with powder. Wouldn't you say those are kind of the easy, you know, beginning? Yes.
1: And I just I tell everybody that you know maybe isn't comfortable with makeup. Just use eyeshadow powder. Mm-hmm. It, it's your best friend.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to buy a specific brow
1: powder. Nope, you totally don't.
0: So I wanted to give some shout-outs to brow products that are my personal favorites. Um, the first one is the um, e.l.f. Brow Gel that is in my video that is breaking the internet. Um, this I've talked about this one before. It's a $4, do- four dollar brow gel. You got this. <laughs> um, a total dupe for the Benefit Gimme Brow because it has color as well as like the fibers in it to kind of give a fuller brow look. Um, I've also used a cover girl one called easy breezy brow gel, um, which is that same concept. Um, I just stick with the elf because I like the color of the elf a little bit better.
1: Um, yeah. These are also really, really good for um more mature people that mm-hmm. maybe have a really sparse eyebrow or the hair is there, but it's super light. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they don't like to see like a fully formed brow on their face because they're not used to it. But if you take a brow mascara and just like lightly push it through, the, there will be a little bit color deposited and it'll look a lot more natural to the eye.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Um, Especially with mature, you, the brows kind of fall out and you're left with that kind of blonde fuzzy brow. So this is a really good choice for that. Yep. Um, Benefit makes a pencil called Goof Proof. It's not a very skinny pencil. It's kind of a a more diamond shaped tip. Um, But this one is meant to adhere to the hair and not the skin. So this would be really good for someone who's kind of new to brow pencils. You just kind of lightly run it over the hair and it will fill in any sparse patches. Um, so I'm really big fan of that. And then also the elf brow pencil that we always talk about. Yes. $2. This is what uh, Lauren is using in one of her videos. Um, and it, I mean, these are fantastic brow pencils.
1: Mm -hmm. They really are the best. I, I, buy them I mean every time the one runs out I have to go to like Walmart or something immediately and get a new one like because I can't live without it in my kit they really are everything and I like these pencils too because they have a little bit more of a waxy base to them which Mm -hmm. I think helps the brow hair stay in place and deposits the color which is really nice Mm -hmm.
0: um and then the Anastasia clear brow gel um so I know they have a new one out but their old one that they had this was like glue like this will lock your brows into place what does
1: that look like what packaging was that in? Mm,
0: it was silver. It was a clear tube with a silver top. No, it was all silver. Okay. It was all silver. Okay.
1: So this one is a tube. So the new one is like, it looks like the pomade, like mm-hmm. that little circular jar. And it's just a clear one, almost like the. it's pretty much like the video that I showed with the soap brows where mm-hmm. I'm like spraying it on the the little tin of glycerin mm-hmm. but it's um that in just a little like pomade container got it okay so mm-hmm. the one in the all silver
0: tube is a clear brow gel and that stuff is glue your brows will not go anywhere
1: <laughs> yeah and that's good to note too because these are like two products that are working very similar but they're just in different bottles so it sounds like what you're talking about kelsey just sounds a lot more user-friendly because you just pull it out like a mascara and yep. then you put it on the brow is that right yep absolutely Okay, cool. Where the gel, it's like you would have to buy like a disposable spoolie, you would have to like rub that in the gel, then use that on your eyebrow and then throw it away. If you're into that because you love brows, that's cool. But I'm just letting you know, you might want to go with that product versus the newer one that's out. Mm -hmm, Definitely.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was going to say when I was broke in college, I used to spray a spoolie with hairspray and brush it through my brows. And that's
1: what I would do. (laughs) I I meant to bring that up earlier, but you can totally do that. And then also I have a lot of friends that use the got to be um, gel that you can find at any drugstore oh. because it's waterproof and that will make your brows stay. Yes.
0: Oh, the hair gel.
1: Yeah, the hair gel. Oh,
0: genius.
1: Right? Yeah. And that stuff, you know the guys that are using that got to be glue. They have like the spikiest hair that will not move. Mm-hmm. So why not use it on your brows? Yeah, I am. Um, oh, I-, I do want to say something that you might come across if you're trying some of these tips. With more of them um, like the soap brow, the brow gel, if you put too much on, it will leave like a white residue that may dry up and then you'll have like little clumps in your brow. So it's really important when you're using a new product like that, err on the side of caution and put just a little tiny bit in, see how your brow re- reacts. And maybe the next time you can try and go a little heavier, mm-hmm. but don't kind of go all in at first and just shellac your brows with this product. It won't go well. hundred
0: percent. I agree with brows, less is more, more start small.
1: Yes, Absolutely. Um, so,
0: um, Lauren, I was going to have us talk about what we do on our own brows.
1: Yeah, um, go ahead. So, uh, yeah,
0: I'll go first. So, my brows actually don't require a lot of maintenance because they don't really grow. Um, I feel bad saying that, but I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> so, I tint my brows every eight weeks. Um, I do, however, grow a blonde unibrow of peach fuzz. It gets pretty fuzzy in between my brows. Um, Thank
1: you. But I'll either
0: just kind of <laughs> shave this off um, with, like, a facial razor or – when I dermaplane. I'll take it off. Um, I used to wax. I just I don't have wax on me here, and um, my skin is so sensitive that I I try not to wax it when I don't need to. Um, as far as my actual brows, I can maintain them with just a little bit of tweezing and trimming, um, trimming really helps with me. So my brows will grow long, but not bushy. Um, so with Mm. trimming, I just brush the brow hairs up and just trim them a little bit in the front, um, so that they kind of stand straight and I don't have to brush them down as much. Um, and then for daily makeup, I just use the tinted brow gel. Like I showed in the video.
1: Yeah, that's all you need.
0: When mine are freshly tinted and I don't need the color, I will do a soap brow. Um, And I – yeah, so I have a spoolie that I wet and I'll run um, just kind of over soap and then brush that through my brow hairs. And that kind of just holds them in place and gives them kind of a fuller, bushier look.
1: Yeah, you can also do something – another shape with your brow. Like where your tail is and um, where it's thicker at the front – where that arches, you could almost like connect that a little bit more and your brow would be straighter just for a different look. Not that like your brow the way it is is gorgeous. But I was just staring at it today and I'm like, that would be really fun to do sometime. So we'll have to try it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try have it to try out. it on you. <laughs> um so what do you do, Lauren? Oh, so I really don't do much. My brows are on the lighter side. Um, I have a lot of peach fuzz in the middle that I usually take care of with, like, <laughs> with a little razor. Yeah. About once every two months, I brush my eyebrow hair upwards and trim whatever goes above my brow line. And I do a light tweeze under my brow for any outliers. And then for my everyday brow, I swipe the elf brow pencil in shade neutral brown through the tail of my end first, and then I work forward. Um, I am a huge fan of taking the time out to use powder and a good brush when I'm going for a look, but I play with my brow shape a lot, so the elf is what I use for every day.
0: Yeah. Lauren posted two really good videos of her doing her brows and I recommend everyone check them out. So if you're looking for some advice Um, and I love that you said, Lauren, that you start with the tail first and then go to the front. And I think that's really important with pencils to do that method. So you're not getting too heavy right at the front.
1: Yeah, that can tend to look a little crazy. So yeah, if you're a beginner, definitely start with the tail too. And then I always say, Always be brushing. Like, as soon as you put a little bit of color in that brow, go ahead and take the opposite side of your pencil and brush it through a little bit, and you're really going to see the results that you love. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Brushing the color through your brows is the same as like blending your eyeshadow or blending your powders. Yeah. Definitely. Um, So that's what we have to say about brows. We're going to go on to what made us happy this week. And um, I'm going to go first. So yesterday was my one-year wedding anniversary. Yay!
1: Congratulations. (laughs) So I got
0: married March 10th of 2020 in the courthouse. The lady who married us wouldn't stand near us and was wearing gloves. (laughs) COVID was a thing we were still calling coronavirus. And we had kind of heard of it and we were kind of concerned, but nothing had really happened yet um so when i i worked yesterday but when i got home aaron had surprised me with some japanese food from our rave. Favorite restaurant, which we haven't been to in over a year, oh, um, yeah. And then to celebrate, we're gonna rent out a movie theater, just the two Ooh. of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you ballers, I love it. it. That's like some Jay Z, Beyonce it, energy. It's really,
0: it's really not. It's a hundred bucks. It's a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's still fun. Um, we used to see movies probably every other weekend. We were seeing movies. We love movies. We love going to the movies. Aaron went to school for film, so he's very into movies, and he'll see whatever movie i want to see that that's really cool Mm -hmm. so we um they are offering some really old like classic movies and one of them they were offering is scream which is one of his favorite movies so that's what we're gonna go see this weekend
1: that's one of his okay so i love scream Mm -hmm. um we rewatched them this Halloween, and Trevor has never seen them. Um, I live for the first five minutes of every movie. They bring the drama and the glam. Can we talk about Drew's perfect Bob with her bangs? Oh, and then that yeah. whole scene where Jada is crawling her way up to the screen, and she's dying, but she's gorgeous. I just, oh I love it. I love those movies so much.
0: I'm excited to see it in theaters, because I've never I've never seen it in theaters.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Which one are you going to see? The first one, or? The first one, one the
0: OG. <laughs> Yeah, best one. Yeah, because we were young. We were young when we came out.
1: Yeah, we were super young.
0: Mm -hmm. So um, what about you? What made you happy this week?
1: Okay, so I got a new water bottle, and I know that's dumb, <laughs> but I've really been working on investing in myself this year. Um, I kind of grew up in an environment where I had to do what I was told, and anytime I showed like my own personal interests, I was kind of like put down for being too much or told to like suck it up and bear it. So it's a big form of self-care for me, and I actually have not been drinking a lot of water for the past few months, mm-hmm. and it's really affecting my body. So I was using a water bottle that Trevor got me, and it was one of those like big, thick, titanium-insulated water bottles. And- he bought it in Rose Gold, which I love mm-hmm. that it was a gift for me, but I realized that I was just accepting the gift and I hate those kind of water bottles. Mm-hmm. So I just like wrote out all the things that I love about my new water bottle. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> So first off, it's cute AF. It's clear and frosted and has a gold cap. Um, it's a simple refillable water bottle with a screw cap. The previous one I had was one of those like fancy rubber tops and stuff always gets trapped in them and it's unsanitary. And I just feel like it's never fully clean. And that was a huge reason why I wasn't drinking water. Um, The fact that it's clear allows me to see how much water I'm drinking, which is an incentive for me. And it has these little notches on the side that have the time of day on it. Uh-huh. And it's really discreet with just the time. I hate those water bottles that have like inspirational quotes or like weird shit on the side mm-hmm. that's like drink me, you should be here now that I don't know makes me uncomfortable if that's your thing, but I liked that this one was just like a dainty little design. And then lastly, it fits in all cup holders. Um, My last one did not, and I can easily throw this in a bag or put it in the car. It's so lightweight. And then every time I have a wedding, I purchase a Starbucks water. So now I can stop buying that and I can stop contributing to like putting plastic in the environment that doesn't need to be there. Oh,
0: that's great. Yeah, I have a, a refillable water bottle that I use because I am someone who drinks water constantly. I love
1: every time you tell me that because it inspires me and I need to hear it. Yes. I
0: just, I'm just i just thirsty, I think, is my problem. I just feel like I'm, th- I'm just a thirsty bitch, you know? And I would I- have to
1: drink an energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, need the flavor.
0: Yeah. Well, I started drinking a lot of water when I was, like, 18 because they were like, you have to drink this much water. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then ever since then, I just feel like my body needs me to constantly intake water Um, but I will tell you that for me, I can't drink out of like cups or bottles without a straw, I'll spill it all over myself. And I found when I was using, because I had one of those insulated bottles too, I found I wasn't using it because I didn't want to drink it. So I think if- Okay, bon-
1: same. That's how I felt. Yeah. I don't know why I felt that way, but I'm glad someone else did. No,
0: I totally support this because if mm. you're not going to drink the water from your water bottle, then you're not going to drink the water that you need to be getting. So if buying a better bottle that encourages you to drink is helping you drink more water, do it. That's self-care-based baby?
1: Yes. No act is too small for self-care.
0: I love that. Oh, let's finish with that one because that's so good. Yeah, it is. I love that. Sometimes self-care is just buying yourself a new water bottle. Exactly. And buying the exact one that
1: you wanted. It feels really good.
0: (laughs) Good for (laughs) you, Lauren. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Um, If you have any questions about any topic in beauty, skincare, makeup, hair care, self-care that you want us to address, let us know. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks. Bye.